Hello, and welcome to our Retireable Podcast. My name is Mike Wallace. My name is John Sauger. Well, hello, John. How are you doing today? I am wonderful, Mike. I, I am uh, enjoying the look of you. So, so just to let people know that are that are listening, we've heard your background before. You are a, a Michigan State alum, as is your wife, as is your daughter. Yeah. Um, but you are advertising it well today. What, what? Tell us what you have on here. What's going on? Well, I just I have a button down Michigan State University shirt, but it's it's, it's lovely. It looks very comfortable. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but I think what what caught your eye was my Michigan State socks. I my my question is, can you wear one without the other? I, I can. Okay. You know. So do you? I do sometimes. Okay. So I do have socks that have trees and a Sasquatch on them that are green that will match the shirt too. Fantastic! I like that. <laughs> so, it, it, it's it's just a nice look. I'm, I'm uh, it's it's good that you're supporting. I, yeah, but I you're not wearing that. your Star Wars socks today. No, no, I. Uh, that is one of the things that's funny. We we could talk about socks for hours because I have many many different socks and and this or uh, what do I got? What do I got? Oh, oh. you got you got polka dots. Polka dots. Yeah. Yep. And you're wearing your. I learned a new word today, everyone, so we can put this to your dictionary called. Incognitos. They're 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 dress pants, but they feel like sweatpants. Okay, they're fantastic. <laughs> no, they they look good and they look comfortable as well. But I but I never I've never heard that term. So we, we learned something new today. It's kind of like yeah the the word of the day, right? There we go. So uh, today we have a guest that's going to talk uh, about taxes. So let's say we know tax time's around the corner, and so um, when we're dealing with some of this stuff and and with our holistic planning approach, that's a really big part of what we do, John, isn't it? Uh, absolutely, a- absolutely. I mean, it's never not tax time, right? I mean, that's it's what we talk. We had a guest on before. Um, if you, if you listened to it before, we talked about tax management more along the lines of of, of maybe the, from the financial side. Today we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about the tax planning side and tax preparation and and, and literally the the blocking and tackling organization. Like what can you do functionality wise within your taxes? I guess is what yeah, saying it. no, it becomes really important. And and I think you know one of the the biggest re- relationships or one of the best relationships that an advisor can have. Um, besides with their existing client would be with um, an accountant or their accountant for that matter. And that's one of the reasons that we kind of put together our firm is the fact that, you know, with that holistic planning that we're working together and, and how critical that oftentimes can be, especially in retirement or as we're, we're leading up to retirement. Um, but there is a really a critical difference, though, between tax management and um, tax reporting and tax recording. And, and so we have an accountant with us today that's going to talk more about, you know, the preparation and, and the, the documents and the, some of the tax law changes, et cetera. But um, it is an ongoing process, isn't it, John? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, think, um, I, I think using examples is, is, you know, we always try and use examples of families we work with or, or things that come up. And honestly, it's, it's, Probably any every week, every other week, we will get questions on just preparation stuff. On hey, should I do this? Or hey, I'm doing this, and and d- does this sh- what do I need to save to to report this back to uh, Bev or or my, my 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 person for for taxes? So yeah, and oftentimes you know when they meet with us, oftentimes in the beginning of the year, or or we're helping them gather the the documents for their taxes to bring to the the um, uh, tax preparers. Um, oftentimes at that moment, they'll sometimes ask, well, what can I do to help for the last, the previous year? Um, and at that point, oftentimes it's too late, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, the example I know, 
Um, Mike, actually, I know you have a speaking engagement tonight talking a little bit about that exact situation. So, yeah. so I, I did one earlier this week and we were talking about taxes and the example I used was, um, uh, vacationing and, and, and you don't go on vacation and then come back and say, what should I do for that vacation? You plan in advance, you know, or you literally simple thing. If you do it properly, you don't, uh, you don't grocery shop and then come back and say, well, what coupons should I have used? You, you, you take them in and, and, and be in preparation. So yeah, you do it a little in advance. Yeah. So oftentimes at the end of the year, people are getting all little things in the mail and, and whether it's a drawer or, you know, a, a place on a desk, or sometimes we see a, a little shoe box or envelope, whatever it may be there, people are gathering those documents. And oftentimes at that point, they're, they're gathering all those documents and then bringing that or sometimes preparing it themselves. Um, and like you said, at that point, it oftentimes is too late, you know, and I think yeah. that the, the vacation is a good example. We talk about that all the time. Um, even with the, you know, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Acts of 2017, um, they had a, you know, eight years that the, the tax laws were going to be changed that we, that we're, that we're aware of, right? And the issue is, is if we didn't do some of that tax planning in, in that low tax brackets, unfortunately, we're, we're already, it's already sunsetting, right? right? It's already, we're already losing it. And so you talk about vacation, we, we talk about tax planning, like vacation days, right? You use it or you lose it, right? If you, if you don't do it, great example. you oftentimes don't, don't have that anymore, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think that it does become, you know, extremely important um, and to, to make sure that you are doing the proper, you know, Absolutely. tax planning and, and tax management. Well, and it's nothing to be afraid of. It, 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 it's it's not something that um, you learn about at, at a certain point and you do that forever and you just, hey, this is, you, you can change, you can adjust, your your, your tax, your taxes are gonna, are gonna ebb and flow in any given year based on what you're doing. But it is something that, that you definitely should make sure, like we talked about before, make sure you understand what the, what the options are and what the rules are. Uh, today, we're gonna talk a little bit more about what some of those things are, what, what, why some of that stuff is happening. Well, and I think more important, um, you know, it, it is getting more and more complicated, okay? And, and as I was um, talking with our guests just yesterday to prepare for our meeting today, um, you know, they, they, they change tax laws throughout the, the entire year. So sure. a lot of the stuff, you know, that they're learning and she goes through a lot of, of um, training and stuff, but not till December. And it's kind of funny that they don't change some of the laws until the end of the year, what? but they, they want to make sure that you have all that information throughout the year to get that done. Well, what, and so, it's the IRS, right? They want to ruin Christmas too. Oh, of course. Mean, that's yeah. what it is. Ab absolutely. All right. Well, and, and not only that though, I, I think the last thing we want to kind of talk about is that's why we have professionals. I mean, obviously that's why you have a job, John. That's why I have a job. And that's why a lot of people hire us to begin with. But even, even though we know a little bit about taxes, we don't know as much about our, as about taxes that do it every day, like our next guest. Sure. Okay. We're going to introduce Bev Bobstein. Um, she is a tax professional and preparer, uh, QuickBooks advisor, and she actually works um, for uh, our, our, our tax part of our firm called FSA Tax and Accounting. Um, but she did start her own business in 1986 called Your Business Resources. Um, but that was purchased in FSA a few years back. Um, and eventually, though, because she wants to retire. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Um, not only is she um, very proficient in a lot of the, the uh, not only individual taxes, but a lot of corporate taxes and other things we're going to talk a little bit about today, but she does my personal taxes, my, my kids' taxes, my corporate tax return. Um, she really knows her stuff, so I'm really excited about having her here. Welcome, Bev. Thank you very much. 
All right. So, so first question, let's talk about Mike's taxes. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know we could talk about, uh, about your family taxes in this conversation. Well, we you can't know, disclose anything. Okay. Yeah. Good, good answer. It's good privilege answer. information right. and I have an act of Congress, Fair enough. you know, to be able to, <laughs> to go ahead okay. and, uh, and, and, and disclose that information. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. So, so one of the things that, um, that, that, that Bev, as we kind of prepared for this, it was one of the things that, that I don't know if you remember this, um, a number of years ago when, when, when our, when, when our company merged with you and we bought it, we bought everything out, we got everything organized. We started doing some workshops with, with your, uh, um, your clients, people that you were working with. We started doing some workshops and, and trying to explain, Hey, here's all the other resources you have access to. And, and, and one of the things you had said, and, and, and I don't know if you remember this, you got up in front of a group and, and you and, and, and your partner, John, we're talking in front of people that you've been working with for years. And you kind of explain that this is what you had been looking for, for all these years, what you had known, Hey, I, I we are doing this tax preparation, but we're seeing all these other ways that you, the consumer, you, the listener, you, the family could be helped by our knowledge if we just had the tools to do that. And, and, and so the, 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 the question, I guess I I would say is in your, if you could, in your own words, kind of explain like what ho the holistic planning, what, what our merger together has, has done for you or how, how does it help? I think it's been wonderful for the clients because now we have advisors. So if a client is coming in and they want to put money into a SEP or retirement or asking about their investments, before we would have to say, well, call Joe, see if you like him, call, you know, uh, John. Now we have the advisors. You guys are there. So they can go talk to you. You guys right. come back, talk to uh, to me. And then we're, we're planning for the best way for the client. That's, and, and, and I think that's the, that, that's the, the, the way you guys kind of explain that division of it. We've talked with a few families that, 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 that have experienced that. And they kind of said the same thing. They said, wait a minute. So I, Bev told me to do this. You guys are helping me do this. And I don't even have to go jump through hoops to do it. You guys are all there to help me. Right. We're working together as yeah. one team. Love that. Yeah, and I think that's super important. Obviously, that's kind of a, uh, what we talk a lot about uh, on our show here as well. But um, really specifically, uh, how does that impact, you know, the, the individual consumer? Well, it depends on, on their individual situation. Um, but more importantly, they have the... Um, the places to go, or even like when we talk, John, we get questions all the time about something, you know, tax questions, and we know some of them, but if we don't know, we have someone right in our office that we can get an answer immediately on. Um, and, you know, or obviously a lot of it's even documented, so we can get the documentation behind it. I, I, honestly, honestly, Bev, from, from our side of working with families, it's, it's, it's that peace of mind. Like you said, you can refer somebody out and say, hey, here's something that, that can be of help to you. For us, it's the peace of mind when a, when a family has something that comes up that we know, oh, we have that resource, right? It's that connection that's important. Right. We, I've referred a lot of clients to, you know, the FSA advisors and They've come back just saying it's wonderful, um, just great, great people to work with. So they're they're very very happy. No, it, it is kind of it's kind of a unique situation that we have because we refer a lot of our clients to to you, and then you've had clients that you've had for you know obviously um, you know thirty plus years that are that are now being referred um, back to us as well. So it's kind of a unique situation. So when you when you're dealing with those individuals. Um, 
you know, obviously you deal with a lot of personal taxes, but you mm-hmm. also deal with businesses and, you know, sole proprietors and, and limited partnerships and the gig, and, the gig workers. Now yeah, that's the, one of the ones that we see a lot yeah. of Yeah, somebody driving Uber or, or Lyft or something like that for an extra oh, job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there's a lot of people that are, that are, that are doing, you know, well, they call it what a side hustle sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yep, sometimes it's point. their, their, their um, full-time job as right. well. You know, yeah, it's one of the, you know, Instacart is another one that yes. we use, you know, and I see yes. some of that stuff and that's been a life changer in, in, in our household, you know, as far as that's concerned. But the issue is, um, yeah, a lot of these people, you know, sometimes it's a W2 employee, like you said, and sometimes it's a 1099 employee. Um, and so, you know, and sometimes it's obviously there's different compensation structures depending what it is, but also there's going to be some protection and on, on the other side. So why don't you kind of explain that a little bit, Bev? What, you know, what's the difference between a W-2 quote unquote employee versus what we call it, we would call a 1099 employee? Well, a W-2 employee, the employer matches the social security for the employee. Okay. Um, and then you can't take any job expenses because with the new tax law, you know, any W-2 expenses are gone. Okay. A contractor, you're getting paid on a 1099. You're responsible for the Social Security for the employee and the employer portion. Okay. And then you write off expenses that are related to to the business. So what I always tell clients is you could have someone say, oh, you can write this off and you can write this off, and then their tax return looks all out of whack. I tell them, if you could justify you need that to run your business in front of the IRS, then let's write it off. Okay. Because okay. then this way they ha- they know that they have to be able to justify it. Uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. So, so on that thought process, like Mike was saying, that seems to be that's got to be more difficult nowadays because, like you use the term side hustle. I, Rarely do we come across anybody, even like our kids, they're working a W-2 job, but then they're also doing, you know, a, a, some other side thing. So so in that in that situation, that's got to make it a little more difficult for you is trying to, to educate people on what they should be doing in any given year. I always use this one scenario. I, I say if you have two builders and they want to buy a side-by-side, write it off through the business. And you have the one builder who's building out on five 10 acre parcels, he could justify needing a side by side because there's no roads. Sure. He's got to get tools back out to the job site. You have another builder who's building in East Detroit, like a 60 by 80 lot. He would have a harder time justifying buying a side by side and writing it off. So if, if you can justify it, write it off. One of the biggest things that I see is people try to set up their own QuickBooks. And if you don't set your QuickBooks up, correctly from the beginning at the end you try to run a financial statement to do your tax return and it doesn't make sense or you can't even look at it through the year to see where's my profit what do i need to do for tax planning okay so for for w-2 employees that work for let's say you know a big corporation this is not even an option right because they are paid by that 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 employee or employer i should say um, but a lot of the self-employed, and in fact, we even see people that oftentimes they might have worked for one of the big companies, and then they actually then get hired back after they retire or whatever right, as like- an independent contractor. And so some of the stuff that they weren't able to write off and do beforehand, they might not be they might be able to now, right? Correct. Okay. Right. So in that case scenario, what are some of the most common, you know, um, independent contractors that you see? And then... Um, what are some of the major write-offs that you see in that case scenario too? 
Well, it's always mileage. Um, okay. You can't do commuting unless you have an office in your home. Okay. Uh, because everybody has to commute. So just if you have your home office, but you're driving somewhere every day, even if you're self-employed, you can't write off those miles back and forth because because they're commuting. Okay. So you need to do an office and home deduction. They came up with a simplified rule, which is $5 a square foot. It's less auditable. So if you have a separate office, you can use that. And say when you leave your office from from home and you're going to this location, then it's commuting. You know, advertising, office supplies. Uh, this is the last year that uh, meals are 100% deductible. Okay. Because they were trying to stimulate sure. the economy. Uh, what about what about like the phone? Because so because I heard a statistic the other day. This is this is this is just a side note that the statistic was um, we in our lives will be within three feet of our phone for the next ninety seven percent of our lives. Right. That's so, crazy. So right? the IRS says that you have to have a means of communication. Okay. So if your only means of communication is your one cell phone, technically it's not a write off. So if that's the only way they can get a hold of you, then what I tell clients is get a separate line for $10 a month. This way you can say that is my personal line. This is my business, 100%. Okay. So okay. this way you're not questioned. So what what if you have the one phone like we have at our our firm where we have a business phone that goes to our business, but mm -hmm. when we're not there, it can be patched into our cell phone, right? And so we're still getting a lot of our, our business calls through our, our cell phone, through that separate line, right? And a separate number too. So that would be, you know, so how do you distinguish then what can be written off and what can't be written off? Well, then with the cell phone companies changing their billing program where everything now is by a data package. Yeah. In the old days, they would say you could take your itemized calls. Nothing is itemized anymore. Correct. So if you have more than one line on your account, whether it's your kids or not, they're not going to know whose is whose. Say that that's your personal line. This is your business line. Okay, that that makes sense. And so let's let's talk a little bit then more than we. So we have individual or like some of these these side hustles that we talked about earlier too. So like let's say in you know an Uber or you know Instacart and all those. You talked about mileage. I mean that's what they do for a living, right? So they would be able to to write off their mileage if they're back and forth, right? Correct. Okay. So this year for 2022, because gas went up so much, uh, January through June, it was 58 and a half cents a mile. July 1st through December, it's 62 and a half. Okay. So everybody's going to have to know how many miles they drove through through June and then the latter part of the year. Oh, that's that's good to know. That's good to know for me even. So that's, that's good information when it comes down to that. I did hear that they raised that, right. but I didn't realize that they did it mid-year like that. I just assumed it was for the whole year, but it was, yeah. That's, that's the IRS. It's, it's, it's the <laughs> Again, IRS. Another, another component. Well, let's talk about the IRS, right? We, we heard recently that they hired like an ungodly amount of people. I don't remember exactly the, the exact number, but um, what what have you heard that they're going to be doing with these individuals? We, you know, we, we're always afraid of the auditors, right? Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the hiring of all these IRS agents? Uh, as far as I know, it's to help with customer service. Okay. Because the IRS right now, you call, you're on hold for two hours, you're disconnected. Mm -hmm. People cannot get through to the IRS. So they need have to have extra 
service uh, helpers and you know to help people. Yeah, absolutely. So, so in 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 that situation, the the as we kind of talk about this, I think that's one of the things that that people might not realize is, is um, I've I've heard this um, and I've actually experienced this. If you call the IRS and, and you ask them a question, they're going to give you an answer. If you were to call back and ask the same question, you're going to get a different person. You might get a slightly different answer. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, so that goes back to why, and this goes back to why it's so important when we talk about taxes to have someone that you have a relationship with. And, and, and what I mean by that is someone that you can talk with. Bev, you've given like common sense stuff. Like you, you shouldn't write this off. Here's something you should write off, or here's what you can do. Because so much of it is about how you prepare the taxes. It, it, there's a I, I use this as a simple, as a silly analogy. It's like when you're preparing taxes, it's like we're all doing a paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. And, and and if all three of us did a paint by numbers picture of the same picture, the pictures are all still going to look slightly different. Because Mike, you might have a heavier brush stroke in in a certain color, or Bev, you might you might look at a different color a little differently. They're all going to look slightly different. And, and, and is that a fair analysis? You think? Yes, I had a client one time um, who was a truck driver, and her husband wanted to go to this accountant that was doing all the taxes for the truck drivers. So she called up and she goes, we're getting this big refund. You know, can you look at our taxes? So this was back in the day when you could take job expenses off. Sure. Mm -hmm. And she had written off like 15,000 in tools. So I said to her, I go, did you buy 15,000 in tools? She said, no. And I said, well, this person put on your return, you bought 15000 in tools. You, now they have to be accountable for that. Right. They can't say they wrote a check because they have no backup. They can't say they charged it because they have no backup. So you want to make sure you have a preparer that is doing the best for you and, and with, with working with your advisors and your tax return, not just putting things on your return so you get a large refund. Yeah, no, I, we we've definitely heard about some of that stuff throughout the years, and and uh, seen some some and witnessed some of those on tax returns that mm-hmm. is very questionable. So, what what kind of documentation is do you recommend that people have in those case scenarios? You know, is um, is a receipt? You know, is that is that the best thing to have, or is there other things that you that you recommend that you have for documentation? Well, you need receipts to do your backup, but mm-hmm. you have to look on the receipt too. And if someone brings in a receipt, it's not their credit card. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? People just think, oh, I have a receipt. Oh, it says paid by cash. Well, if you look in your bank account, was there a withdrawal? Okay. Okay. Because if the IRS is going to audit you, they they call it a cash audit. So they will take your W-2 income or your business income your bottom line profit and say, this is what you have available to deposit in your accounts. If you're only, if you only have 75,000 available, but you're depositing a hundred thousand, then they know where did this other money come from? Okay. And if you can't justify that it came from a loan, then they know that you're not reporting everything. Okay. So yeah, I guess at both sides of things, it's, it's the, it's the reporting side as well as the, the, the write-off side. Correct. You know? Um, especially in some of these different types of businesses, because there's just so many that are out there. So let's talk a little bit about the different types of businesses mm-hmm. then. You know, so you, we we talked about like a corporation versus an LLC or versus a sole well, proprietorship. Actually, we haven't talked so much about that yet. We we actually talked before we got started. Yeah. So we, we, we kind of probably should 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 
like you know explain that out really quick. I yeah. think I think we should jump on that, Mike. I'm I'm sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, go but, ahead. But but the idea. So so Bev, um, just kind of give us the 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 basic types of uh, of business entities you see. So basically, you have a, a sole proprietor, which is just an individual doing. Uh, something under their own social security and you can, number. you can file as that. That's yeah, you file status. a schedule C. Okay. Okay. Um, you do it on your, you don't have any employees. It's just somebody doing a newspaper route or something, very minimal. Okay. Then you have an LLC. An LLC is the, is the name within the state. And what determines your tax filing is when you go to the IRS to get your tax ID number of how many members are in your LLC. So if you have a LLC with one member, they call it a single member, the IRS defaults you to a sole proprietor, okay. just like that newspaper wrote. Okay. But you can choose to be taxed as an S corporation. Each, uh, when I'm working with clients to see which way they should go, I kind of look like, what do you think your net profit is going to be? Okay. Um, because there's something called QBI where you get a 20% deduction on your on your profit. If somebody's making, you know, 50,000, I still would be a single member LLC because they could put more into their SEP. Sure. They can uh, get the 20% QBI. So it's really just tax planning with the client of where they think they're going to be, or do they have a W-2 job? And then this is just a side hustle where they're already maxing out their social security. I would go as a, a single member LLC. Did we... And I'm asking you, I, and I did we reference what a SEP is? I was actually just going to talk about that and the and QBI for that Go matter, ahead. but Go let's ahead. talk about um, the SEP first. So a SEP is considered a, a simplified employee pension, and that is, um, you know, a, a lot of us have heard of an, an IRA or a 401k, um, but if you're an individual, you, I mean, yes, there's some ways to have your own individual 401k, but that's a little bit more complicated through a corporation. But if you're a, a sole proprietor or an LLC, you can contribute to, um, your your own retirement plan called a SEP, and you have the ability to the, the limits are, are are favorable oftentimes as well compared comparatively to some of the other um, IRA limits and and four hundred one k limits as far as that's concerned. The other question though is, what's QBI stand for? <clears throat> Qualified business deduction. Okay. So they take of whatever your net profit is, okay. or whatever is flowing through to your return. From a K-1, based on what type of business it is in phase-outs, 20% of that, they reduce your taxable income. Okay. So you don't pay tax on 20%. Okay, then, so based on the, the you know, using a sole proprietorship or LLC as an individual, let's, let's just look at it as an individual for now. Um, does it get to a certain income level where as an individual or maybe just a small, very small business, you know, one or two employees... Um, does it make sense then to get like, you know, is there a certain income level that they should may, maybe incorporate? I would say maybe after 70,000, maybe go to an S corp. Okay. Because what happens with the S corp, you have to take a reasonable wage from that corporation. So now you're, if your profits are 70, maybe you take a $50,000 salary. The company is still paying half the Social Security, which you own the company. So it's really you, you're still paying, paying both anyway. parts, yeah. right? Okay. Um, but that 50000 in wage then reduces the business income. So then that reduces that QBI. 
Okay. So really, I'm I'm doing like I'm doing dummy tax returns, tax planning to see which is better for the client. So so in that, if we're looking at it from not from us talking about it every day, if we're looking at it from a person listening in this situation, the the, the first thing is it, it does seem like almost everybody has a side hustle now. Mm-hmm. Like 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 you said, Mike, it do, it does feel that way. If you have the side hustle, really a lot of the conversation is based on how much you're making. In, in, in what you should be doing. So if you're making $5,000 a year, happily take it, enjoy the money, use it for whatever you're using it for and, the, and, and, and deal with the tax consequences. Just do a schedule C. Okay. Right. If you, if that jumps into a bigger component, you make 20,000, 25,000, that becomes more of a, instead of a side hustle, it becomes more of a main component of something. That's, I mean, that's a good amount of money for somebody making 25 or 30,000 on a quote unquote side hustle. But I probably still would do that as a single member LLC, one to give you the extra protection for liability. Okay. But if they already have a regular job, they could be already maxing out on their social security. Okay. So they're only paying the Medicare. Then they still get 20% of that $30,000 profit. So $6,000, they're not going to pay income tax on. And then if they weren't um, within their W-2 job contributing to a retirement plan, they may want to turn around and take 20% of that profit after Social Security and put into a SEP. So I... I, Which, which, Which essentially now as a SEP, it's, it's, it's still their money, right? They're not spending it. It's going into an, a retirement account for down the road, but they're getting a deduction on that, lowering their taxes. They get to keep more money. Right. All working together. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and not only do we, you know, we talk a little bit about the side hustles, but you know, you, we drive down the streets right now and you see all these little strip malls, you know, and the other, these lots of very small businesses, you know, some, a lot of them family owned as well, and they do have employees as well. So, you know, and of course, John and I, we, we have several clients that, 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 that have a lot of these types of businesses as, as well. So what do you, um, in those case scenarios, cause now they have employees, most mm-hmm. of them. Okay. Um, and when you're seeing those types of businesses, uh, are, are most of those going to be incorporated or are a lot of those um, LLCs as well? Uh, more LLCs, but this um, with depending on the profit, they're still filing as a sole proprietor. Okay. okay. So before you didn't, they didn't have an LLC. It was you were either a sole proprietor, an S corporation, or a partnership. People got away so much from forming an actual S corp because then you don't have to do the minute book, the stock certificates. So now they do an LLC and then they just change their tax filing. All right. So Bob, let's just get one more question from you. Like okay. we, we talked a little bit about businesses and everything else, but let's just say we're, we're not cool. Let's circle back to the employees. So is there any, uh, you know, most of the times they don't have a lot of the individual deductions we were talking about earlier. Is there something that you would recommend or something that um, if you are just a regular W-2 employee, what are some of the most important um, ways for them to do some tax planning or, or tax management? Uh, your HSA account, max out, an, if, if you have a high deductible health insurance plan, max out a health savings account. Uh, do If you have children, do dependent care benefits, which is 5000 which is all pre-taxed. So whatever you can do to lower your taxable income, I would say through your employer, would be good. Okay, so not only obviously you know, the obvious stuff is like the, your 401ks and things like that, but also um, I think that was a great point. There's flex spending accounts, there's health savings accounts, um, and oftentimes, especially if you have kids, uh, it can be really beneficial to you because now you, you can pay literally for um, your 
dependent care or, you know, child care through, you know, tax-free, you know, right. they do allow some of that stuff and some of your health benefits as well. well and There's some can, limitations, and, unfortunately, well, I mean, but it's, they it's can there. cut the lawn for you, take out the garbage. I mean, it is beneficial <laughs> in a lot of other ways too. It, it, like it's not just taxes. Yeah. But most of these kids that are in childcare right now can't do that job. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair point. All right. Well, Bob, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you for coming. Um, we, we appreciate all that knowledge. And obviously this is a subject we could Every time we talk to somebody, we could talk for hours on, on this stuff. It's um, pretty interesting. And we just scratched the surface once again, John. Well, I, what I would say, again, thank you, Bev, for coming. I, I, I think if you've, if you've listened to this and, and you fit in those categories, I think the thing that, that stands out the most is find someone, it, whether it's Bev or, 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 you know, or through, our, through our services or whether it's someone else. Find someone you can have conversation with to figure out what are your best routes. Again, going back to the planning in advance conversation versus just dropping stuff off and saying, this is what I did. I think you're much better off planning in advance with your taxes. Oh, yeah, and, and, and feeling comfortable with that as well. You know, one of the things we talk about is just open communication. Right. And so oftentimes, you know, yeah, we may have, um, you know, someone that is a, a relative that's doing their taxes um, for them, and, and I want them to feel comfortable that they can, you know, talk to us or, or you know, they, if they need something, that it's we have this open communication back and forth for sure. For uh, sure. regardless uh, you know, who that, that, that accountant is. Perfect. Perfect. So, all right. So switching gears just a little bit, Mike, I'm excited about this because we get to do our, our holistic happenings conversation, which, which is essentially what did we see in the last week, two weeks or whatnot that, that have, that have happened to us. And and, and you have an example today that, that you were telling me about. So I, I want to hear about this. Yeah. So, so you know, a, a lot of times when we, we, we deal with this and we circle with what we have um, when we're dealing with clients and, and we do um, with our, our, our proven process, um, it's a, it's a three-step process. We call it discovery, um, design and deploy, but that first part of the that process is is discovery. You know, and, and you talk a little bit earlier about you know you're painting by numbers and and putting stuff together, but it's just you know if you ever if you ever done a puzzle, John, without the without the the, the picture the the box in front of you. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it's, you you it's can more difficult. you can do it, right? Yeah. But sometimes you, it's really impossible. But it's a lot a lot easier to do that when you have that picture in front of you. Um, so a lot of our discovery process is just getting that full picture, okay? And so that before we make any recommendations, we want to make sure that we're getting that full picture. Well, um, we were doing a retirement seminar recently, and we met um, a client that had retired just uh, at the end of last year. And their 401k, they still had their money in their 401k. And of course, this year, with the way the it's economy is, difficult. yeah, it's been difficult. It's gotten beat up. Um, they're young enough. They were able to retire in their 50s that they didn't need to use it quite yet. But we're, we're really quite concerned. And that's one of the reasons they came to our dinner seminar in the first place. So when we're going through the discovery process, um, you know, they decided to hire us. And we, we went a little bit more in depth on, on that. And what we found out is that they, um, right before they retired, um, they decided to go ahead and put... Uh, solar panels on the house. Okay? okay, so this year the solar solar panels were um, uh, were installed. You know, and again over a period of time, uh, it's going to save them a lot of money, et cetera, et cetera, sure. especially in retirement. And what they found out that they have a thirty dollar or thirty thousand dollar tax credit. Okay, and so it was kind of a unique situation because we we talk a little bit about Roth conversions and and other types of of tax benefits, but this year was a perfect year because she retired at the end of last year. Um, she's, uh, and so now she, her, her income was just her pension this year. Sure. And so we have some ability to do some significant, um, Roth conversions this year, and then offset a lot of those taxes because of her tax credit. 
Well, so and, and and them coming to you originally because of retirement and concern about the retirement account, but now all the extra steps as far as the the, the advances of taxes in the future or savings on that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and I, and I just think you know that was a real good example. Again, we do this every day, so we, we we see this stuff all the time. But a lot of people oftentimes do not you know connect the dots with that stuff. And if and if they're not working with a holistic advising firm, they may not you know that's maybe something that was missed. You sure. know, there's a lot of uh, advisors out there that are really good at making people money and and would be able to handle the the financial part of it. But that that tax management and be able to 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 be able to not only do it this year, but we're going to be doing some. Roth conversions, you know, for several years uh, in the future, but it's going to be real beneficial and it's going to save her tens of thousands of dollars of taxes over her life expectancy. Awesome. So it's, it's kind of nice to see as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the other part of this that, that I, I find that is really, really interesting as we go through this is just the thoughts of outside things, right? Being holistic, you're looking at all the different things. Full disclosure, I myself have been looking at doing solar panels on my roof because I am on a, I mean, I get plentiful sunshine where I'm at. I'm on a, I'm on a lake in the angle of I am on a lake. I get tons of sun. Okay. Um, so I've been looking at that, at that also for the, the benefits of what it does. My daughter's getting her degree in, in uh, environmental and sustainability studies. So it's, it's important in our household, but I've been also looking at it from the tax savings. So it's kind of interesting. We hear those things, but we also are trying to put them in place for ourselves. Absolutely. No, I, I thought it was a, a good, you know, first of all, topical today, sure. you know, cause it just kind of something we ran into, but more importantly, um, you know, there's just little things that we see uh, throughout our jobs, you know, every day that um, are just a, a really good example of, of why the, the importance of that holistic planning approach. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, John, Seems I think like a good time yeah, to wrap it yeah, up. I think yeah. We, yeah, we can wrap that up. So um, if you do want to contact us, our, our, our website is fsa1.com. Um, our phone number is 1-800-977-9292. Uh, thank you for listening to the Retirable Podcast. My name is Mike Wallace. My name is John Sauger. Have a great day. Securities, products, and services made available through AE Financial Services, LLC, AEFS, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory products and services made available through FSA Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. AEFS and FSA Advisors Incorporated are not affiliated companies. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business, Financial Services of America. FSA Advisors Incorporated is also a financial services practice that offers products and services through AE Financial Services, LLC, AEFS member FINRA and SIPC. AEFS does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Financial Services of America are not subject to investment advisor requirements. AEFS and FSA Advisors Incorporated are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. FSA Advisors Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by FSA Advisors Incorporated.